Hey guys, it's your girl Jessica Newsom. Please check me out on one of my two platforms here. We have YouTube. You may be listening to me there on Love at the Cross. You could check out that channel. Or we just started a podcast. It's called The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle. You could find it by putting in my name, Jessica Newsom, N E W S O M E. Um, I am really just gearing that. Uh, platform, the podcast, to walking with people who God is calling out of the LGBTQ lifestyle and equipping them in the word of God and helping them get to that place of freedom. Because how many of you guys know that we need to walk with people? Now, when it comes down to the podcast, you can check us out on iTunes, Jesus Pod. That's a new pod. Uh, that's a new pod. <laughs> that's a new platform to be able to listen to um, different podcasts. It's phenomenal. Jesus Pod, Google Play, podcast as well. Okay, so let's get right into it. Today, what am I going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about the struggle of walking out of homosexuality. Okay, Um, it's not easy at all. It is quite difficult. So let's jump straight into it. First Corinthians 1013, it says this, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. This is not necessarily what we want to hear. You know, um, maybe some of you are coming to Christ and you're just like, okay, I'm a Christian now. I said the prayer of salvation. I'm on fire for God. I want all of the temptation to stop. I don't want there to be any struggle in my life. Everything should be rainbows and butterflies. I am so sorry to burst your bubble. It does not work that way. But But, 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 but when it comes to following God, God fills a void that no man, no earthly thing can fill. Look at your life. If we look at our life, we are trying to fill these different voids, these different issues that we have with different things. Maybe it's partying, maybe it's drinking, maybe it's hanging out with friends, maybe it's trying to find a significant other to fill those voids, but nothing will quench those voids the way God can. And so even though we live in this world, okay, that is run by Satan, right? God is, God is, God is number one. Okay. God trumps the devil every time, but this world that we live in is ran by Satan. Why? Because Adam and Eve totally screwed up in the garden and they gave over the keys of the earth to Satan. But then what happened? Jesus came and he he uh, redid that bad boy. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And so now through Jesus Christ, right, we can inherit salvation, right? We can live a life that is pleasing to God. So let's jump back to it. So back to 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. If we're talking about temptation, we will always have temptation on the earth, period. We will be tempted. But are you going to be ruled by your flesh or are you going to be ruled by the spirit? It is so um, difficult sometimes trying to switch from one to the other because before you said yes to Christ, you followed your flesh. You followed that sin nature. Your flesh says, let's do it because it feels good. Let's go there because I want to, right? We did whatever we wanted because we could, right? And we still can do whatever we want. But when it comes down to following God, A lot of that stuff is not beneficial to us. A lot of that stuff will pull us away from God, pull us down that pit and, 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 and separate us from Christ Jesus. 
okay, from that from that close relationship that we're needing and we're desiring. So when we're talking about temptation, okay, we will be tempted. You will be tempted. But God is saying that there will be a way of escape. What are we talking about? You're following God. You're going to church. You're reading your Bible. But your friend calls you at 1030 at night and says, hey, it's Saturday. Let's go out to the bar. Let's go out to the club. And you're like, you're thinking to yourself and you're like, man, I'm trying to turn over this new leaf. Um, I don't think I should. But you know what? Those are my friends. They've been there th- uh, for me through thick and thin. I can't let them down. Yeah, let's go. You had a way of escape. You could have said no, but you chose not to. You went out, you went to the bar, maybe nothing happened. Maybe everything was fine, but somewhere on the inside of you, it didn't sit well with your spirit. You felt convicted for being there. Maybe you got drunk. Maybe you hooked up with another girl. Whatever the case is, those things pull you back. But that way of escape is the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, tugging you, telling you, no, don't do it. No, don't go there. No, come on. Don't, don't make this decision. Don't make this choice. So, when it says no temptation has overtaken you, that is not common to man. God knows, Jesus knows all of the things that are going to try and come and tempt you. He understands the temptation. Jesus lived on this earth and he was perfect, right? But he was tempted, but he chose not to fall. He he, he chose not to fall into that trap of temptation, right? He stood firm. He understands your struggle. He understands the temptation that we go through, but he's saying, Hey, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to let you be tempted beyond your ability. There will be a way of escape for you, but are you willing to take it? Are you going to take it? Are you going to say no? Are you going to turn? Are you not going to go? Maybe you just don't even answer the phone if you're weak and you just say, man, I know if I answer that phone, I'm going to, I'm going to be pulled right into that trap and I'm going to go out and hang with my boys or whatever the case is. There is no temptation that will come your way that with the power of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that you cannot not Sometimes the temptation is just lust. Sometimes I, 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 I encounter so many people that struggle with um, sexual temptation, even in their dreams. I've been there, done that. And it's, it's difficult because there are times when, when, the, when you're doing good and you are saying no to the flesh, you're saying no to temptation while you are awake, right? You're saying, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to lust after the flesh. No, I'm not going to go here. No, not going to go there. Then the enemy will try to find you on another playing field, right? He's like, okay, I can't get her while she's awake. So I'm going to wait till she's sleeping. And maybe you go to sleep and you have a lustful dream, but it feels so real. And you're just like, man, what's, what's going on? And the temptation is to maybe get you to masturbate. The temptation is maybe to get you to desire an ex really, 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 really bad to where you want to pick up that phone and say, Hey, what are you doing? You want to come over? Sometimes when you encounter those types of temptation, a lot of times, come on, it can be difficult and you have to even fight those things in your dreams. It is saying no in your dream. It is just saying, uh-uh, wake up, wake up. Nope, we aren't going to do this. We, I'm, I'm not going to fall. I am not going to go this route. I'm not going to let the enemy win. 
The enemy knows what to do to try to tempt you because he's been watching you all your life. He knows the temptation that you like. He knows the traps that he could put in front of you because it's worked every time before to get you to fall. And he's going to keep doing those same things over and over again until he realizes it's not working anymore. And then he'll try something new. But all that does is strengthen us. It strengthens us as Christ followers followers so that so that we can begin to build up our faith muscles that hey God's got this I have the faith that 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 God is going to see me to the other side of this because I'm seeing him in every step of the way I'm seeing him in every area in my life where I'm tempted and I turn and I choose to follow uh, the spirit instead of the flesh and it strengthens me and encourages me God begins to equip you and so let's move on to another, uh, another verse. Um, let's go to another book. It says this, Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh are evident. It's sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you. As I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, guys. We have taken grace so far. So far to the point where we say, you know what? God loves us. His grace covers everything. So you can live your life on earth as you want to. And everything will be okay because grace covers it. No, 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 no. There are scriptures in the Old Testament and New Testament that clearly says, wait a second, these types of actions, these people that, that, uh, that are active in these uh, lifestyles or situations will not inherit the kingdom of God. You, cannot, you cannot be an active player uh, on the enemy's team and expect to still go to heaven, right? You cannot say, I'm going to indulge in sin, but when my time comes and I die, I will still be okay because God's grace covers it all. It doesn't work that way. Are we going to be perfect? No, not at all. Come on. We fall short of the glory of God every single week. I myself do too. But when it comes down to it, I am not making the decision to be active in sin. When sin comes my way, I'm, 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 sometimes I'm tempted and I'm just like, oh man, like my flesh wants to go this way, but my spirit's like, you already know where that's going to lead you. It's going to lead, lead you to death, hell, and the grave. It's going to lead you back to that lifestyle that, that just made you absolutely miserable. Those voids that you couldn't fill on your own. And so I choose to turn from sin and say, I'm not going to gratify the desires of my flesh. I'm going to follow God because if we are actively a participant in sin and feel no remorse for it. We're doing it and we don't care. We will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's go to Galatians 5, 16. It says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What does it look like to walk by the spirit? It looks like following Jesus Christ, imitating him. What does that even look like imitating Jesus Christ? Jesus was perfect. How am I going to live up to that standard? You can't live up to his standard of perfection. No, 
That's why we do have grace. We are forgiven for our sins if we repent from them and we repent wholeheartedly with remorse right? Turning away. He forgives us, wipes that slate clean. We move forward. We don't have to live in condemnation. We feel the conviction we turn, but we don't live in condemnation, feeling so horrible and crappy for all the stuff that we've done wrong to her. We just say, I'm just going to do me because this is too difficult. God's grace covers us and it allows us to move forward into the things of God. We don't have to beat ourselves up for it, but we have to Truly repent and show remorse, okay? 1 Corinthians 11, 1, 2, it says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I deliver them to you. Are you reading your Bible? Are you going to a church where they love you exactly where you are. I don't care if you are transgender. I don't care if, if, if you are gay and, and you know, you're, you're, you're femme, you're butch, whatever. I don't care. Like there should be a church should be the place where you go exactly as you are, because we all walk into church as a, a bunch of messed up, jacked up sinners, right? But then we're saved by grace. The outside doesn't change first. It's the inside. There's so many people, again, who, who are who are churchgoers, and they look at people and they go, oh my gosh, you dress like a boy. Oh my gosh, is that a transgender man or a transgender wonder, woman? And we, we, we look at them ugly and... <laughs> I hate that. I hate that with a passion. We come to God as we are. He changes us, not people, not man. He changes us from the inside out. So many people walking up in church who have a problem with adultery and and, and alcohol abuse, just because you can't see it on the outside doesn't mean that God can't see it on the inside. So we come as we are. And God begins to transform us into the image of his son, Christ Jesus. One, it's a process. It's not overnight that change happens. This is the struggle. This is the struggle. The struggle is turning from sin. The struggle is saying, God, help me to beat down my flesh. Beat it into submission. Help me cast my my cares, anxieties, and worries, and, and, and every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ, cast it to you, Father God. Help me. Renew my mind. Change me. It's a process. What happens so many times is that people slip, they fall, they mess up, and they beat themselves up, and they don't go to church anymore. They don't read their Bible anymore, and they stay stagnant, or they go back. That is condemnation. That's what the enemy whispers in your ear over and over again because he wants you to think that God doesn't love you. He wants you to think that God can't change you. So he whispers the things in your ear to get you to stay stuck, to get you to be mad at God, to get you to be mad at the church. When God is saying this church is here for the sick, the church is here for the broken, the church is not here for the perfect people. We're here to love everyone exactly where they are, but to equip them to be able to stand on their own and allowing God to transform them from the inside out so they look like Jesus. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, 
If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up his cross and follow me. When we say yes to Jesus, when we say, God, I want you to to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I want you to live on the inside of me. I, I I say yes to you in every aspect. We have to choose to pick up our cross. But the problem is we have all this luggage on us. We got all this baggage, all this dead weight. Maybe in our baggage, we have lust. Maybe we have an ex we can't let go of. Maybe we have uh, false, false ideas of our sexual orientation that the world has told us. And it's difficult to believe Jesus. Can this really happen? Can this, can this really change? I'm, I'm not sure. And we got all this baggage that's weighing us down. We try to pick up that cross and walk, but it's too heavy. Why? Because we got too much on us. What does it look like to follow Jesus? It looks like saying, hold on, let me take off this baggage. Let me take off this, this book bag that is so heavy. Let me take off the identity that I thought I knew. Let me take off every uh, 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 thought and idea and ideal I had about Jesus Christ, about Christians, about what it meant to be a Christ follower. Let me take off all of my understanding, my knowledge, and let me just start over with a fresh, clean slate. God, you do the work in me, and I'm going to pick up my cross because you know what? It's not that heavy at all. When I take off my baggage, it's quite light. It's quite easy to carry and let me move forward. And when we carry our cross, we're saying, God, feed me. You are number one in my life. Give me your understanding, your wisdom, your knowledge. Equip me. Give me revelation of your word. All of the stuff that I have wrong in my head about you, flip it, flip it, change it. But we can't do that if we're listening to God and man. Because the two contradict one another. When man's word and knowledge goes against the obedience of Christ, the obedience and the knowledge of the Bible, it's like a tug of war on the inside of us. That is the struggle. You're divided. And any divided kingdom will fall. You have to pick a child, pick a side, (laughs) pick a side. The struggle gets so much easier when you choose to let go of that dead weight. The people who are pulling you back, the people who are giving you ideas and knowledge and their own wisdom that does not line up with the word of God. The struggle is when you choose to follow your flesh and God at the same time. You don't get far. The struggle is when you choose to hold on to your past because it's all I know. These are my friends. This is my family. If we will not let go of our past, of who we used to be. We are not fit for the kingdom. And a lot of it is because of fear. We're afraid. That's okay. Fear isn't supposed to be a part of us. 
I understand being afraid. Afraid of the unknown. Is this girl, this is this chick Jessica even right? Is she up here in front of this Mike lying? Is she going to go back into the lifestyle in five, ten years? I don't want to, I don't want to make this decision and regret it. Let me tell you something. I have never regretted following the word of God and people who have truly followed the word of God. I can't think of one person that regrets it either. If you want to, if you're saying, well, I know people that have followed and regret it. Nine times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10, 10 times out of 10. It's because they did not put down that book bag. It's because they did not let go of their preconceived notions, their past, and give God a true try. It's because they had one foot in and one foot out. It's because they expected God to be a genie and, and, and not think that they had to put any work into this. We have to have faith that God can do the impossible because he can and he will. It is by faith that these good things happen. It's by faith through grace that we're saved. I hope this encouraged you. This is the struggle of walking out of homosexuality. But let me tell you something. The victory on the other side of it, it's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for tuning in. If you are on YouTube, Love of the Cross, or on the podcast, uh, The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, you could find me, Jessica Newsom. I love you guys.